1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There are many mysteries in the Word of God, but when Paul speaks of the church, he says, this is a great mystery. The word mystery doesn't mean it's hard to figure out. It means we can't figure it out by human reason. It can only be understood by revelation. For thousands of years, the church was a mystery. It was hidden from the eyes and understanding of God's people under the Old Covenant. Then God raised up the apostles who were chosen to lay the foundations of the church, and to these he gave special revelation concerning the nature of the church. Paul wrote to the Ephesians that he had been given knowledge of this mystery, which in other ages was not made known, but now had been revealed to the apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that God would unite Jewish and Gentile believers in one body called His church. He went on to say that the wisdom of God is being made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places right now through the church. So if you're having trouble appreciating the church of Jesus Christ, maybe you're trying to understand it with your human reason. Remember to understand the church, you need a revelation. Ask God to give you his perspective on the church.
0: This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And hello and welcome to the program. This week we're looking at My Church, My Family. And uh, Ken, as you say, the church is referred to as a mystery. We tend to use that word, we often use it in that sense as if, you know, something you just can't figure out. We don't understand something, we say, well, it's a mystery. But what you're saying really here is that the Bible is meaning something that was hidden and has now been revealed. That's quite a different context. Yeah, actually the Greek word for
1: mystery is mysterion, which means to shut the mouth. It's a word that was used concerning those who were sworn to secrecy, such as when you know someone was initiated into a secret society. So God knew about the church from eternity, but he just didn't let on until the time of the apostles. He kept quiet about it. So he hid it from us? Yeah. Uh, the question is, where did he hide it? And the answer to that is that he hid it in Adam, believe it or not. See, in the Ephesians, um, which is mainly about the church, Paul likens the relationship between Uh, Christ and the church to the relationship between a man and his wife. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that he's actually alluding to Adam and Eve specifically. Uh, When God created man on the sixth day, he had finished his creation. And yet, Eve already existed. Because, you know, if God's finished his creation, well, that means he can't create her. If he's finished it, he said he finished his creation. But That's good point. no, she was actually there, but she was hidden. So where was she hidden away? Well, of course, she was in the side of Adam, and uh, we know that God caused Adam to go to sleep and uh, took a rib from his side, and then from the rib. He created the woman. Now, you probably heard the joke, um, Phil, that every time Eve suspected Adam of playing up, she would just count his ribs. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, getting back to this this, uh, analogy, though, um, it causes us to ask the question, why did God create Eve in a different way than he created Adam? I mean, he took the dirt of the
0: ground to create Adam, but he created Eve out of a rib of Adam. Well, this is a mystery. I guess for us guys, the mystery continues with the Eves <laughs> to a certain extent. But uh, well, we go there <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing. Eve was in Adam
1: as long as Adam lived. Uh, she always existed with Adam. Now, in a similar way, the church was in Christ. So the Bible says that God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So we were already there in the mind of God. You know, we could put it this way. When Jesus, the God-man, Okay, and talk about the humanity of Christ, was conceived by God, um, we were there with him right from the beginning because the only reason that Jesus became a man is so that he could come to earth and redeem his church. So from the very concept that, that Jesus, the God-man, was conceived,
0: if I can use that term, mm-hmm. we were also conceived uh, with, with him. So I guess we were in the mind of God, but there had to come a time when we were conceived, so to speak. Yeah, just like Eve was in Adam, there had to come a time when she had to come out of Adam and Mm -hmm. be Eve, you
1: know. And for that to happen, of course, God performed an operation on the side of Adam. Um, His flesh was opened up, a rib was extracted and Eve was built from that. Uh, Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, Everything that was necessary to fashion Eve in the image of Adam was provided from His side. Now, there's a great analogy here because we see that Jesus is the second Adam. The Bible says that. Yep. And in order to bring forth the church, God performed an operation on His side at the cross. You know, He was uh, pierced with the with the spear of the soldier, and there came out of it blood and water. And we know that the blood was that which was
0: responsible for bring the church into being. Mm. So let me see if I got this right with this analogy you're saying yeah. here. As you said, the mystery of the church was there all the time, but it was hidden from us. Yeah. And just as Eve was hidden in Adam and brought forth in God's time, yeah. that's how it is with the church. Yeah. And then, of course, Eve was presented to Adam by God to be his wife. And similarly, we're the bride of Christ. There's lots of parallels there. (laughs) There's lots of parallels. Again, very deep teaching
1: here today, uh, Phil. But uh, you're right. There was a time when um, Eve was presented by God to Adam. Now, in a similar way, the church is going to be presented to Christ as his bride. So let's read about that. Let me just read a couple of verses here, Phil, from Ephesians chapter 5. It says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish.
0: So there's going to come a time when we will be presented to Christ without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing. What a great day to look forward to, you know? Like a church without any imperfection, yeah. without any defects, without anybody getting stuff wrong. Yeah, you know, very Perfect. different to, yeah. to how we are today. But that's how mm. uh, we, how Christ sees us, or how God sees us. Exactly. when we're covered by the blood of Christ. Exactly. I mean, uh, there's that beautiful verse in um, uh, Song of Solomon,
1: you know, where we see that analogy again, where uh, the bridegroom says to the bride, "There is no spot in you." Now, we say, what? No spot in the church? I can show you a few. But as you say, he's talking about positionally, you know. Um, Now, here's an interesting thing. I I take a number of weddings. I've taken hundreds of weddings. And, uh, you know, the thing about a bride, when she's approaching her wedding day, she spends a lot of time preparing to make herself as beautiful as possible. Uh, Now, there's a difference here, though. And it's this, that it's Jesus that makes us beautiful. He's Mm. the one that beautifies us. Now, I married my wife um, 38 years ago, Phil, and I married her because she is beautiful. She's still beautiful today. But of course, Jesus didn't make marry us because we're beautiful. He married us to make us beautiful. Hmm. You know, he, he was on a, a project, as it were. He was committed to us to, to make us, as you say, without spot or wrinkle
0: or any such thing. I guess, in the light of what we we're just saying about the church, it's a relief to know that the work of perfecting and beautifying the church is actually his, not up to us. Yeah, you know, He began the good work in us, and he's going to complete it and bring it to perfection.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's different theologies that come out which are erroneous in my mind, Phil, here, is that um, people almost think that we've got to beautify ourselves, otherwise we're not going to make it into the bride. Mm. Well, the church is the bride, and he's the one that does the beautifying and the perfecting. And as you say, thank God for that. Now, someone has said that there's been three great spiritual battles in in the history of time, and they all have to do with Satan's attempt to destroy the image of God. First of all, you think about it, the first thing was to destroy God's image in created man. You know, he got him to sin, so all have sinned and come short of that glory of God. But then secondly, uh, he tried to destroy the next image of God, which was going to be in Christ. You know, Christ was going to come into the earth as the image of God. Uh, several attempts to block that. You remember Haman in the time of Esther mm-hmm. who was g- almost going to commit uh, genocide, wipe out the entire race of Israel to block the Messiah coming through. And then in the time of Herod, he tried to kill all the little infants You know, uh, around that time of the birth of Christ and um, that failed as well. But now what he's trying to do now is to destroy the image of Christ being formed in his people. Now, how is that image going to be formed in us? It's by Christ himself. He's the one, as we've said. You know, that's why Paul said to the Corinthians, he says, I fear lest um, as the serpent beguiled Eve, so you might be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. In other words, I never lose sight of the fact that the Christian life is all about your relationship with Christ. And Paul beautifully says, look, you know, you were once married to the law. That didn't produce the fruit. That was a sterile relationship. Now you're married to Christ. And therein is your holiness.
0: And He does the work, not us. Yeah. That's all we have time for today. Join us tomorrow as we continue our conversation on My Church, My Family. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.